Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM. Amen. So raise your hands and let's begin to pray this prayer. Uh, Say, Father, grant unto me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you, that the eyes of my understanding may be flooded with light, that I may know what is the hope of your calling and what are the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints, which I'm a part of, and what is the authority that is in Jesus. Now pray, agree with me as I pray this prayer. Father, grant unto me your son and your slave supernatural divine utterance that I may boldly may know the mysteries of the gospel. I thank you that every um, evil spirit that um, hears my voice, I render your voices um, ineffective and your assignments are aborted now in the name of Jesus. As we talk about Satan the fallen angel. I thank you, Father, that this service is under the Lordship of Jesus. And we plead the blood of Jesus over this service and over everyone here. There will be no accidents, no fires, no um, un- anything to hinder this word from going forth. We take authority over it and we command it to cease its operation. And Father God, I thank you that the Spirit of God will have free course and reign, that the word of the Lord will have free course and reign and be glorified with us, even as it was with the earlier church. I thank you that I come in the authority of the name of Jesus, and I thank you that everything is subject to that name, and we give your name glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you all for coming. Uh, We're going to talk about something that is not popular. I have never, ever preached about this subject in all of my days. I, I actually grew up. Um, with um, uh, a deliverance church. If you don't know anything about deliverance church, um, uh, I mean, they cast out everything that moves. <laughs> and I was part of that church, and I, I know deliverance very well. I know when it's real and when it's not. And so we're going to talk about this. In, in, and if you feel uncomfortable and you feel like you got to use the bathroom, move, um, just know that that is something at work. <laughs> All right, just, just to know that. It, it's, whenever you talk about Satan, um, you will find that things get kind of tricky, and that's why you have to plead the blood of Jesus. But before I go into this series, I want to share a testimony. My wife wanted me to share this with you. Um, so I had a tooth infection um, that had been working in my mouth for quite some time, probably years. And the dentist, uh, she wanted to... She wanted me to get it extracted. And I'm like, I got all my teeth. I don't want to keep all my teeth until Jesus comes. This is not cool. <laughs> and, um, and so it just kind of started happening without me wanting. So half of the tooth began to fall, right, out, which was a feeling. It's a feeling I got when I was like six or seven. And, um, and so that's pretty good since I'm 25. It's, you know, <laughs> that's a long time for a feeling to be in there. And it, 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 it started falling off. And. I'm like, Lord, what's up with this? I think one day I had like an almond or something, and it just, 
and then that, that feeling just came all out. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to believe God for, for my mouth to, for God to replace my tooth. And I come from the spiritual mother who's home with the Lord. Um, her name is Mommy, uh, I call her Mama Gussie, Gussie, um, Evangelist Gussie Lee Turner. She, the Lord used her mightily with filling people's teeth with silver. And then my pastor that I sat under for about five years who, who trained me in the spirit, God would use them often to fill people's mouths with teeth, uh, silver and gold. Amen. Yeah, that was normal. And so I said, okay, I, I'm believe for that. And so I was asking the Holy Spirit to, you know, um, about this tooth. I said, what should I do? Should I just go ahead and have it extracted? And this is what I got on the inside. Trust me, um, go ahead and get it extracted. You still got to believe God. So I said, okay. So I go to the dentist and... Um, and so I'm praying in tongues, asking God to lead me. I'm nervous. Um, I put these headsets on and listening to peaceful music and praise and worship. And I ask if they, I can do that. They say, sure, you can do that. And um, so I'm laying down, and I just feel prompted by the Spirit to ask if I can pray for the dentist. I said, wow, I don't know, what, I don't know about this. I'm going to go ahead and do it. What are they going to say? See, it could go either way. Like, he could really hate Christians and really hurt me real bad. <laughs> I'm going to take all your teeth out. <laughs> I mean, this is thoughts going through my mind. I'm like, oh, Jesus, I've been not say I'm a Christian. You think I'm anti-everybody. So, uh, um, and so what I did is I, I just, at the prompting of the Lord, I said, um, uh, doctor, this is Dr. Matthew, Dr. Matthew, can you, you don't mind if I pray for you? He said, sure, go ahead. And so I prayed, prayed that God would anoint him. Pray that God would order his steps and anoint his assistant as they minister to my mouth. And I thank the Lord that my mouth is the business of the kingdom. So I said, God, I use my mouth for your kingdom. So you got to protect it. I said, if this is not good, then I can't do your will. And so I said, Lord, anoint him, lead him, and guide him. And I thank you for the peace of God. Something, a general prayer like that. It wasn't long. I said, in Jesus' name, amen. He says, I've never had that done in all the years of my practice for a, pa for a patient to pray for me. I said, I've prayed privately but never publicly. So um, he goes and he begins to numb my mouth up. And back in the day, I needed like a medicine because I would get nervous and my heart would be pumping real bit. I'm like, oh, God. And so... He, um, he begins to operate, um, do his thing to extract a tooth. And in the midst of this, check this out, electricity goes out. I'm like, Lord, this is not good. <laughs> he is about to minister to my mouth in the dark, no x-ray, nothing. And I just, Lord, I trust you. I just trust you. And then all of a sudden he goes to, he said, well, we're going to do old-fashioned. We're just going to just go and pull it out. And so he goes to pull it out, and guess what happened? It popped out. He said, this is the result of prayer. What you prayed is happening. And as soon as it popped out, the electricity came back on, and he was able to get the blood and all the debris out. That's my testimony. He said, I've never had that happen all these years for that to happen to a patient. Electricity, he said, this is a result of prayer. So now I'm believing God to replace it. And the other day I start seeing something coming up. I said, okay, I'm going to have to hone on on that and use my faith. And I'll come back with the testimony. 
less than a year from now, by God's grace, they grew back. And you're like, oh, man, pray for me. <laughs> so, yeah, praise God. That was a testimony I wanted to share with you. So let's dive into unmasking Satan. Uh, so 1 John chapter 5, verse 19, let's go there. 1 John chapter 5, verse 19. Oh, on top of that, I believe God for no pain, and there was no pain. There has no, I have to say, Lord, let there be a minimum pain, and the Lord, by his grace, has been no pain. That's a miracle. Y'all don't understand. Like, that's a miracle. He said, hmm, you're going to feel, you're going to know that we've been there, but it won't be as horrible as you think. And the Lord has been faithful consistently. First John chapter 5, verse 19. Here we go. And we know, and that's my tire check. Get back here. Try to take my tie check. <laughs> and we know that we are from God, and the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. One translation says the whole world lies under the influence of the wicked one. Satan is the God of this world. He is ruling and reigning in this earth, and wherever you see the world, right, what, what all this in the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Satan is running the world. Contrary to our wonderful songs, um, God is in control. And, and, and in one sense, yes, he is. But in another sense, um, Satan is really ru ruling the world. So we're gonna, that's our text for today. So we're talking about the unseen world. Everybody say the unseen world. The unseen world. There is a world beyond this world. Uh, most people stay in this world and never go beyond it. Um, there is an unseen world. Again, there's a world of demons and angels. Demons and angels. We must become more aware, more aware of this world and know th and understand that we are in a battle. Everybody say a battle. So the war has already been won, but there are some battles to enforce the defeat of the enemy. And so we don't really fight Satan. We fight the fight of faith and believing in what Jesus did for us. And so we enforce the defeat of Satan. We're not fighting Satan. Some people, you know, they have songs, I'm going to tear down Satan's kingdom. Jesus has already torn down Satan's kingdom. We're just enforcing that defeat. And there are a lot of people who are clueless when it comes to this other world. Um, I, I, as you know that you are aware of movies of good and evil, right? All right. they're, they're not too far off. They really are telling a story about what's happening biblically. There is a war going on. There is a battle going on between good and evil. Um, there are angels influencing people. What influenced you to come to church today? Angels. What influenced um, people to stay home from church? Devils. What influenced people not to read the Bible? Devils. What influenced people to read the Bible? Angels. So we have angels and demons operating in this world. And we'll talk about in the series, we'll talk about the origin of angels and the falling angels and how did demons become demons, right? There is, a, um, there is some clues in the Bible that reveal to us how demons became demons. Um, uh, many people think that fallen angels are all demons, and then they're not. They're not. And Judah talks about the fallen angels being wrapped up in chains. So what are demons? We'll talk about that. Just come back. <laughs> um, but we're going to talk about the origin of Satan this morning, the origin of Satan. Where does Satan come from? Um, if you have your Bibles, go with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 
2 Corinthians chapter 4, and let's look at verse 18. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. And it simply says this, as we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transit, but the things that are unseen are eternal. So the things that you see are temporary, but the things that you don't see are eternal. You don't see God. You don't see Jesus. You don't see the Holy Spirit. Those are eternal beings. You don't see Satan. He's an eternal being. You don't see your spirit or your soul. They are eternal beings. You're going to live somewhere. See, God does not have a beginning or an end, but we have a beginning as humanity. So when mom and dad got together, a spirit was created, and we began to live, and we're going to live somewhere forever. We're going to even live with God forever or without his manifested presence forever. So the things that we see are temporary. Have you noticed that the, there's a pressure from the world to place great emphasis on the things that we see? You know, your makeup, and I'm not against makeup. I'm not one of those pastors that are against makeup. You, if you want to wear makeup, I know some pastors, they like, that's the Jezebel spirit. You know, and, and they just tradition. So they want ugly wives, you know, <laughs> you know perhaps, you know, uh, if, you, if you're into makeup or not. It's like, I don't leave, I'm beautiful naturally. That's wonderful too. All right, so I'm not against it or for it. I mean, it's just, I mean, I kind of for it more so than against it. Um, <laughs> has nothing to do. All right, all right. Um, there's a great emphasis on the natural, your weight, your, your looks, your, 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 your finances, and, and these things are important. But how many know that we should think about treasures in heaven? We should think about eternity. We got to have eternity on our mind. We got to think about life after death. We got to think about the things that are not seen. You ever notice you can see Satan at work. Sometimes, even in a family, you can see uh, in the enemy influencing men and women, boys and girls, maybe feeling, if you ever felt unloved, that's Satan influencing you. You ever felt depression, that's how Satan feels. You ever felt broken or, or just, oh, or anger, Satan is influencing that part of you. You ever been lustful? Don't look, keep looking straight. If you ever been lustful, that 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 is not just something naturally, just naturally, but Satan operates through our flesh, right? I, I growing up, I had an anger problem. I really, I was, I had a real bad. Ask my mother. I had a really bad anger problem. I was mad at the world. Not I was never mad at God, <laughs> but I was mad at the world. I was angry at the world. I wanted. Uh, my, my biological father had died, and, and I was mad at the fact that he died and got killed. And, and so there was an anger in me, and, and there was a trigger where I would have this supernatural power where I could beat up three guys with nothing. Like, it was just like, <laughs> I was, it was evil. It was evil. And it was through the wisdom of my mom and my grandmother talking to me and, talk, and encouraging me to not yield to that, that I resisted that. And I have, and I used to fight often. I, I used profanity, and I cussed out principals and teachers. Y'all didn't know this about PD. Uh, and I had issues, and of course, through the belt and, and through wisdom, it kind of like resolved the issue. And, and, and it prepared me for the move to New Jersey. Because down south, when we fought, we fought, and we made up the next day. But here in Jersey, you fight, and you're going to get hurt or die. I mean, it's like that's the resolution as opposed to making up. I mean, we fought. and I mean, and So 
um, I had an anger problem. I was under the influence of demons to, to, to wrap anger. And this is why I have to be careful what I watch as far as um, uh, mafia movies. I like mafia movies. You know, but I got to be careful. I bought Scarface some Blu-ray, and I'm like, I can't watch it. I can't watch this. This is horrible. I'm going to go to work. But like, hey, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but um, uh, so it is it's important that what you see and what you hear, because those things can trigger something in you. You know, um, racism, one of the things that I really hate, I hate a whole lot, is um, racism. I hate racism. And, and there's something in me sometimes when I, when I see it, I just, I, I get stirred up and I want to fight because I, I really hate it. You know, guys at the job be wearing, make American great again. <laughs> I say it was never great. You know, but I'm sorry. Um, um, yes. So, um, so what are you putting your treasure in this world? Are you putting your treasures in this world only? Are you going beyond that? Um, as we begin this series about unmasking Satan, we'll look at the origin of Satan and his operations. Um, go to John chapter 10, verse 10. John 10, 10. This is a familiar scripture. John 10, 10. And it simply says this. The thief comes to only to steal and to kill and to destroy, but I've come that you may have life and life more abundantly. Satan comes for one reason only, and that's to steal, to kill, and destroy. He wants to kill, steal from you. He'll steal your joy, your peace, your finances. Have you ever noticed that the moment you start decided to tithe, then all of a sudden things go crazy and bills come out of nowhere? <laughs> Have you ever noticed that you decided to read your Bible every day and then all of a sudden you get sleepy at, at that certain time? You ever noticed that when you start fasting, people start giving, giving you free food at work? Like, hey, I, I, I got you lunch. Right, lunch is on me. Have you ever noticed that all of a sudden that you start to witness and you want to evangelize? All of a sudden, I mean, everybody doesn't want to be a part of your little circle. I mean, it's just like, it's crazy. Um, and, you know, you, uh, you, know you, you, you see a person who's by themselves, and there's a perfect opportunity to witness to them, and you go witnessing to them, and all of a sudden Satan makes them popular in the workplace, and then, like, nobody can get to them, right? Nobody was thinking about this kid and prior, to you, prior to you wanting some witness to him, and when you start witnessing to him, all of a sudden the Satan makes them popular. Some of us don't believe that Satan can make people popular, but he can. He can, make, he can blow them up. We see this from the... Um, the temptation of, of Jesus in Matthew 4, how um, Satan told Jesus, if you worship me, I, I'll give you the kingdoms of this world. There, there is a thing of selling yourself over to Satan or, or bargaining with the devil to be, with the riches. And, 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 and who do you think has most of the money? Not the saints. And when we think about money, we think about influence. More money you have, more influence you have, Right? And so where are the Christians who say, you know what, I'm going to believe God for, for, for that type of operation that I can believe God for millions of dollars and I'm willing to give it out. But what happens is um, God will bless you with a million dollars, but it'll take you out of church. You know, the reason why some prayers have not been answered is because they'll take you right out of the kingdom of God. We got to be careful, right? Oh, God, if you only give me X, Y, and Z and God gives that to you, the next thing you know, you're farther away from God. So, so there, there was a lady, she, you know, she was kind of broke, and, and she was always at church and always praying, and then the Lord blessed her with some money, and the next thing you know, she moved from the front row to begin the uh, front of the church all the way to the back, to the, out the door. And I'm telling you, it is the mercies of God that God doesn't answer every prayer that is based out of lust. 
Because that prayer can take you out. Satan can use that prayer or use that thing to take you out. And is God against you being prosperous? Absolutely not. Is it against you being healed? Absolutely not. But, but sometimes we've made idols out of these things. We want, want, we want what God has in his hand, but we don't want what God, who God is. Everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to God. God, it makes heaven wonderful. Heaven is only wonderful because God is there. And, and until we have a heart and, a, and say, I want God, it doesn't matter what it looks like, the circumstances, I'm going to go after God. That's who I want. Satan will always use these things to take you out. If you get, if you, if you get offended at a church, right, <laughs> and there's a good church that makes you and strengthens you and, and bless you, and you get offended, somebody got your favorite seat, and you go to another church, I mean, if Satan can use offense to get you out of a church, he can use offense to get you out of the will of God, the destiny of God. If, if, if it's always about you having your way, right, then he'll always use that, and you'll never fulfill your destiny. So um, one, of the, one of the tricks of the enemy um, is to make us less aware of the existence of Satan. Satan, we heard this from Truth. Truth minister, Emmanuel Lambert Jr., he ministered about um, the, the five secrets of Satan. only gave us three. <laughs> and one of them was that Satan doesn't exist. But Satan does exist. Satan exists. Everybody says Satan exists. Um, he isn't just an, uh, 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 an ideal, right? But he is a real person, a real being. Satan is a real being. And guess what? He's been studying humanity for 6,000 years. Do you think that you can defeat a being that has been studying humanity for 6,000 years with your little two minutes of prayer? So we're not dealing with some ignorant being, but he, if he was able to convince one-third of the angels to rebel against God when they were in the perfect environment. What makes you think he can get you, he can't get you out of prayer, get you out of the word, get you from giving, shut your mouth from witnessing, shut you up from living a life, stop you from having a God-given, glorifying marriage? Right? We're not dealing with some fly-by-night guy, some novice. We're, thinking, we're dealing with a being who's been studying humanity. And he was able to convince, here's, here's Adam and Eve in the perfect environment. I mean, they had the presence. Some people say, all, all we need is the presence of God. How many know the presence is not enough? You can worship to God himself comes and, 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 and inhabits your praise. That's not enough. You, well, they, all we need is the word. They had the word of God. And they still got defeated. Still, the Satan was able to deceive Eve. And here, God himself walked with them in the cool of the day. They had love. They, didn't have no, they had no idea what low self-esteem was or not to be loved. They only knew good. And yet, they decided to disobey God. Satan came in a form of a serpent and deceived the woman and Adam, fully knowing what's happening, chose his wife over the things of God. The, 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 the silence of Adam cost the earth the glories of heaven. And so Satan deceived Adam, um, Eve, from believing that she already knew what was good. 
he tricked Eve in believing that if she took of the tree of that fruit, that she would have something better than God had for her. Did not God say he, she turned, he turned around and used the words of God on her? Satan knows the word better than you and I. So just because you can quote a few Bible verses doesn't mean that you have enough to defeat them. And I think that we think, we think that we, can, we got this on lock because we know a few verses. <laughs> I think you need to get download some apps with Bible on it. I think you need to get some different translations um, and, and study the scriptures and pray and fast. And we, we're dealing with Satan. And, we, and most Christians that I know spend most of their time um, being entertained by the sin that Jesus died for. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I was looking at things and I'm like... Wait a minute, Jesus died. This is an adulterous situation, and I'm being entertained by this sin that Jesus died on the cross for. I sit here and endure the F word over and over or, or, or some type of agenda being pushed, and what, what's, that, what's that doing to me? It's, it's making me believe that it's okay. Right? Um, Satan's been studying humanity for over 6,000 years. He knows what triggers our souls. He knows it. Let's talk about the origin of Satan. Go to Isaiah 14. Isaiah 14. Unmasking Satan. Everybody say, unmasking Satan. Well, my goal is to expose him this morning and do this the next six weeks um, to expose him. This, this being Satan. Isaiah 14. Isaiah 14, and let's look at verses 12 through 20. How, how you are fallen from heaven, O day star, son of dawn. How, are, how you are cut down to the ground, you who laid the nations low. You said in your heart, this is Lucifer, this is God speaking to Lucifer. You said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven above the stars of God, and I will set my throne on high. I will sit on the mount of assembly in the far reaches of the north, and I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will make myself like the what? Most high. <laughs> but you are brought down to Shiloh, to the far reaches of the pit, those who see you will stare at you and ponder over you. Is this the man who made the earth tremble, who shook kingdoms, who made the world like a desert and overthrew his cities, who did not let his prisoners go home? And all the kings of the nation, nations lie in glory, each in his own tomb. But you are cast out away from the grave, from your grave. And with the loft branches clothed with the slain and those pierced by the sword, who go down to the stones of the pit like a dead body trampled underfoot, and it goes on. So we see from here that Satan was this archangel who was Lucifer at the time. He was an angel, and he, he received, he was responsible for worship. He was the, the major worship leader. He was the key worship leader. And through him, he was a beautiful being, according to Ezekiel. He was a beautiful being in which worship flew through, flowed through him and was supposed to flow to God. And instead, he got prideful, and he says, I want to be like the Most High. 
Instead of being an instrument of worship, he wanted to receive the worship. And this being was able to convince one-third of the angels to rebel against God Almighty. Who do you and I think we are to rebel against God? And yet, this was the perfect environment for those parents who are struggling with kids who walked away from the faith. Don't think it's strange that you like in a situation by yourself, because here's God in a perfect environment, had the perfect situation, and yet these beings rebelled against God. And you go through the, the garden, and yet the perfect environment again, you know, there was no struggle between, you know, who, the identity, and yet there is a rebellion again. Satan is a cunning being, and he's able to convince people into believing a lie. Deception is a lie, is believing a lie. When we are deceived, we believe something that isn't true. What a horrible place to be, to actually believe something that isn't true. Have you ever been there? Well, you believe something that wasn't true. This is why it's important to pray for your eyes to be opened. Lord, reveal to me, where am I missing it? And when God shows you that you're deceived, then you turn away from it. But some of us are just so prideful we just rather to keep on in that deception than to, than to admit that we've missed it. This, this being became evil. I, I want to submit to you that sin originated with Satan. There was no such thing as sin prior to Satan. That God in the eons and eons of time, he received worship and he was the God of, of, of heaven and he ruled and reigned, and there was no rebellion against him. And yet, through Lucifer, sin entered in, and he became evil. That, that which was light at one time now became darkness. What happens to the believer who decides to walk away from God and walk away from the things of God? The light that they have becomes dark. Ezekiel, let's go Ezekiel 28. The unseen world. The unseen world. We're going to show you throughout the series the different ways in which Satan gets in to our lives. Um, Ezekiel 28 verses 11. Let's take a look at it. Ezekiel 28 verses 11. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, raise, raise a lamentation over the king of Tyre and say to him, thus says the Lord God, you were the signet of perfection. Full, to talk about Satan, Lucifer, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering. And it goes on, talks about these different stones. On the day that you were created, they, they were prepared. You were an anointed garden. garden. Um, I place you. You were on the holy mountain of God in the midst of the stones of fire you walked. You were blameless in your ways from the day you were created till unrighteousness was found in you. In the abundance of your trade, you were filled with the violence in your midst and you sinned. So I cast you as a profane thing from the mountain of God and I destroyed you. We see here that this being was beautiful. Lucifer was beautiful. He was something to behold. It was, he was good to look upon, as, as um, some say, on the eyes. He was beauty, beautiful, and yet he got so caught up in his beauty and wanted to receive the worship and be like the Most High. Notice it didn't say he wanted to be above the Most High. He wanted to be the Most High. Satan then was thrown out of heaven. 
because of sin. Let's go to Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. The unseen world. Luke chapter 10. Verse 17. The 72 rejoiced with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. Some people are excited because demons are subject to them in Jesus' name. It's not enough to be excited. So what? You cast out a devil. Welcome to, the, welcome to Christianity 101. I mean, you are, as a believer, supposed to cast out devils. It's normal. See, people, are, they freak out um, uh, when manifestation and somebody levitate. Everybody, oh, man, or, or somebody moves a, a, a cup or somebody come and tell you a fortune. Or, I mean, they can tell you, oh, I remember uh, my brother had passed. It was like a year, a couple months later. And this lady, she says, huh, and I was teaching at the, at the community college. She said, hmm, you just had your brother die. I see him right beside you. And he, she began to describe him. I said, the devil is a liar, you devil. <laughs> Just because they tell you something about yourself doesn't mean nothing. Don't be moved by the supernatural. There's two doors to the supernatural, through Jesus and through Satan. And just because you see something supernaturally, don't be moved by it. Are you with me? I'm trying to help you. Just because you have a dream or, or somebody dies and, and, and supposedly they come to you after they're dead, that is what the Bible calls a familiar spirit. The familiar spirit is very familiar with you. They'll take on the personality of that person. They'll take on the mannerism of that person over the voice of that person, and they'll come to you in a dream. Don't be moved. They're dead. This is not my dad. This is not my brother. This is not my uncle. Go. Get out of my room. And just because you see something coming in, and I've, as a kid, I used to see dark shadows coming in, and I would be in the backyard playing in my grandma's backyard, and I would see dark shadows. That doesn't mean anything. Don't be moved by that. One time, <laughs> I'm going to tell something. Uh, one time, I went to a, um, these believers wanted to have, and, and you got to hear my heart, and I might lose some friends over this, but it's okay. They wanted to have a Christian club. And in this club, um, they, they, would, they would have music, and it would be Christian house music, and they'd be dancing, and it's just, it was just something off about it. Oh, PD, you don't believe in dancing? You know I believe in dancing. Spiritual edition. Check it out. <laughs> but it was, just, it was just something off about it. And, 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 it, and it didn't seem like it glorified God. And they were having this. And I was just like, is this just me being religious, right? Or is this really something to this? And one time I was at another Christian event, and, it was a, and they were like dancing. And I'm like, Lord, it was another spirit that came in there. And but this particular time, so I I said I'm out of here. Ain't nothing good about this. And everybody's like, Yo, you just you need to loosen up. You know, let's loosen up. I'm like, No, something ain't. It's just off. And so as I'm walking, I'm walking to my car, and I feel I hear these tracks behind me, and I turn around, I don't see nothing, and I'm like, They're right. They like coming closer. And all of a sudden, I, it's like out of nowhere, something pushed me. And I'm like, oh, what the devil? I said, devil, get out of here. <laughs> I'm telling you, that was a real story. There was nobody behind me. And there are things, there are places you go that if you're not careful, you'll get the devil on your track and he'll follow you. So Christians should not be in a club. 
I don't tell me that God sent you in the club to minister. Because people don't go to club to be ministered to. Not that way. <laughs> All right. Um, we have to be careful where we go as Christians. That's not popular. It's not popular, but it's true. Um, you got to be careful what you look at. You can't look at everything. Uh, it's just innocent. I'll repent afterwards. Certain things you are fellowshipping with demons. You got to be careful what you hear. Certain secular music, and I'm not going to mention the artist, but every time she is extremely talented, she's from New Jersey, and every time I hear her, my head hurts. And I'm telling you, it, it, and I, I deal with, I've dealt, dealt with a lot of Jehovah's Witnesses, and it's like talking to Jehovah's Witnesses when I hear her music. My head hurts, and I have to pray in tongues for a good hour after I listen to her music. But her music, I mean, she, she wrote, I mean, song, well, she stole some music. But um, it, it was some music that is timeless on this project. And every time I hear it, it just, it, it, there's something about it. There are things that's happening in, behind the music scene that you know not of, that they are influencing people, right? De the devil who was in charge of music, don't you think that is one of his largest influences is their music? If you want to change a generation, change the music. I challenge you, be careful what you hear, what you see, and where you go. Don't have certain conversations. Don't laugh at certain jokes. Um, I'm telling you, and, and then fear is another way in which the devil comes in. Being afraid of something. Um, and you know, the devil used to torment me like, oh, there's a snake underneath the bed. And I'll be laying down, there's a snake underneath the bed. And I would go down and look and like, I don't see no snake. And it would torment me. I'm telling you, you got to be careful what you see, what you hear, what you do, and what you say. All right. That's, that was in my notes. Let's talk about, so we see the origin of Satan and we see and Jesus was saying, the disciples were saying, even demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Jesus saw Satan fall from heaven. That's good news. So Satan is not in hell. Stop binding the devil to hell. You've heard this, and, and, and this was on a pop, popular Christian movie. I send you back to the pit. Not unscriptural. Satan has never been to the pit. Did y'all know that? Don't, you can't send Satan to hell. That's, you have no authority to send Satan to hell. God is going to send Satan to hell. So I bind you and send you to the pits of hell. Unscriptural. No power. And we'll get into binding and loosening. I think sometimes people, they bind and loose everything. Unscriptural. I bind the flesh. No, you got to crucify the flesh. I bind you, Satan, when it's your flesh. Satan has nothing to do with it. All right, let's look at some names of Satan. Some of his names, father of lies. So if Satan's speaking to you, he's a liar. If he tell you he's, you're going to die, it's a lie. I'm going to tell you what he said to me when, uh, when I had the anniversary. Uh, this is your memorial. <laughs> That's what he said. Says, oh, we're gonna give you your flowers while you're alive. You're about to die, buddy. <laughs> he it's his thought. It's just a thought. I'm like, I just laughed. I'm like, whatever. Um, accuser. 
Satan is called the accuser of their brothers and sisters. Satan will accuse you before God. He's the adversary. He's also called the lawless one. Another translation that I thought was interesting in Revelation is he's the king of the bottomless pit. God, Jesus is going to throw Satan into the bottomless pit. He's going to be falling forever. Destruction. He's also considered to be called the angel of light. He appears as the angel of light. Lucifer. Antichrist. The Antichrist. Murderer. Satan is considered to be a murderer from the beginning. Destroyer. Power of darkness. This is a good one. The prince of the power of the air. Internet. Television, radio, music. Music is airwaves, right? The prince of the power of the air. Who has the most majority influence in music? Satan does. I love music. I, my makeup is music. Like, besides preaching and reading the Bible and reading books, I love music. I, I mean, my, I'm, I'm a music man. That's, that's my legacy for my daddy. I love music, right? Music is who I am. I, I can listen to all kinds of music, R&B and I'm a little country. That's about it. But it's just like I, I love music, right? I love music. But you got to be careful. Sometimes you listen to certain artists and you're like, mm, that's some new age coming through. New age influence, uh, satanic influence. Uh, uh, there's certain gospel artists I will not listen to. Because their lifestyle is perverted. It's known in the black church of certain artists who has turned out many a people. And I refuse to listen to them. We will never sing his song in this church. <laughs> he is demonic. I'm sorry, I just got passionate. Um, deceiver is another name for Satan. Evil one, enemy, dragon. He's called a dragon in, the, in Revelation. The ruler of the world. Now, don't email me. Which artist were you talking about, Pastor? <laughs> I felt that. I felt that in my heart. Like, which artist are you talking about? <laughs> you got to tell me. <laughs> it's many before many of your times, but he has... He has influence. If you just think a little bit, you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, dragon, the ruler of this world. Satan is called the ruler of this world. He's called the old serpent. The old serpent. <laughs> I mean, the, the Bible actually says he's called the old serpent. Isn't that crazy? He's the original serpent. Um, um, son of perdition, fallen star, tempter, the thief, wicked one, the god of this world. This world lies in darkness now. So we got to make sure. The Bible boldly says, let's go to Ephesians. The Bible boldly says to give no place to the devil. We got we to gotta guard our homes. We got to guard our hearts. We got to guard our minds. I mean, you, you can't allow the enemy to speak to your mind. No, no, no. Don't let that thought come through there. See, thoughts will die if you never say anything on it or act upon it. So just because you have the thought doesn't mean that you're sinning. Let me just say that again. Just because you have a thought doesn't mean that you're sinning. I may have a thought to hit somebody doesn't mean that, it, I, you know, I'm sinning, right? I, like I said, I used to look at mafia movies like, hit them, just hit them. 
I mean, with pastors, it was like, hit him. Just, just hit him. Just, just, just show him, like, you got it. Like, hit him. And I would just have these thoughts. I'd be in meaning. I'm like, oh, okay, shut up. Okay, shut up. Oh, no, I want to hit you. I want to hit you. True story. Well, I was just like, oh, I'm resisting. <laughs> Ephesians. Ephesians. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. So it's very important. Um, let's look at verse 25. Therefore, having put away falsehood, there's what's called a lying spirit, right? You ever seen a lying spirit at work? They just lie. Just can't help but lie. This is, it's under the influence. They just lie. lie. Just lie, lie, lie. I mean, just lie for no reason. The sky's blue. The sky's gray. The sky's red. You know, and they just exaggerate. Lies. Well, he's called the father of lies, right? So people go around lying, they're under the influence of Satan. Come out, liar. Come out in Jesus' name. All right. Um, so falsehood, like put away falsehood. This is amazing that, you, that Paul had to tell spirit-filled, tongue-talking believers to put away falsehood. Put away the mask. Stop being phony. Stop being a hypocrite. Stop being fake. That's what Paul is saying. And let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor. He has to tell believers to speak the truth. People lie on their income tax. They lie about their age. They lie to get into a movie. I mean, just all kinds of lies. Lies. Now, he's, he's one and a half. <laughs> we ain't paying no $7. We ain't paying no $7 for this kid. He's one and a half. He'll be one and a half. Going on a plane, he's one and a half. <laughs> He'd be like three years old, one and a half. <laughs> Save me $300. Lies. We just lie. We lie for no reason. For, we just lie. Who drunk my soda? I don't know. Lies. I've been guilty. I, I used to be a liar. And my mom was like, you're going to get lie bumps. And I would get lie bumps. I would get lie bumps. I was like, oh, God, forgive me. Forgive me. That's not even scripture to have a lie bump. I told my dad, I said, Mom said, I'm going to get a lie bump. And I actually got a lie bump. A white lie. A white light bump. You know. <laughs> Am I the only one who got these lie bumps? <laughs> it's because we believed them and they happened. <laughs> Faith at work. <laughs> Opposite direction. <laughs> Put away falsehood. Let each one of you speak the truth to his neighbor, for we are members of one another. And it says, be angry and do not sin. So if you get angry, don't allow anger to control you. You're angry. So what? Get over it. God gets angry a lot. <laughs> and the mercy of Jesus. Thank God. <laughs> don't do it, Lord. <laughs> don't do it, Father. <laughs> um, be angry and do not sin. Don't act on your anger. It's okay to be angry in the sense of having that to stir up in you, but don't act on it. Don't give people a piece of your mind. You need that piece. For real. I'm going to give you a piece of my mind. Like, really? I'm going to cuss them out. Like, really? You going to cuss me out? You really going to cuss me out right now? Really? I mean, you really just, I mean, I had somebody do this recently. Cuss me out. And I'm like, hmm. <laughs> Ashley's like, Who? <laughs> I was like, Sunderbar constantly. Uh, I could, a couple of things I could do. I just walked away because I felt my anger. I was like, oh, Lord. Oh, God. This, 
this witch I thought was dead is coming back. I'm gonna get fired, I'm gonna go to jail tonight. I'm gonna kill this old man, oh God. Oh, no tongues is coming out. The F word, every F word I heard, come. It's, I mean, for real. I was just like, I gotta walk away. He sat there and cussed me. I was like, he said, you MF? I was like, oh, oh, Jesus, oh, oh, Jesus. Keep me near the cross, under the cross, in the cross, crucify me. And I started praying for him later. Lord, save him. Open up his eyes. Lord, use somebody else to witness to him. <laughs> I do not want any part. <laughs> use somebody else. Use him. Uh, do not let the sun go down on your anger. In other words, don't go to bed angry. Husbands and wives, don't go to bed angry. Let's make it right. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Don't let the sun go down. No, I got to get this right. Because if I go to bed angry, I'm going to wake up what? <laughs> and it's going to be double. Uh -huh. Two devils instead of one. <laughs> we gonna, I would get mad. And every little thing you do, I'm going to judge you. Oh, you see, you're just doing that. Then the next verse says 27. Give no place or no opportunity to who? Oh, as Christians, you can give opportunity or a place to the devil. Don't let the devil, if you let the devil in your car, he's going to end up driving. Yeah. Don't let, don't pick him up. Don't pick up the devil. Don't pick him up. Don't let the devil in your house. He'll get in your bed. <laughs> hey, what's up? <laughs> you save and sanctified tongue talker. Come on. He'll get right there in the bed. Then he'll get in you. And he's like, yo, why am I acting like this? <laughs> For real. Don't let him in the house. He'll get in the house. He'll sit at your table. He'll get in your kids. <laughs> All of a sudden, the kids be acting crazy like, oh. One time, me and my wife, before kids, we were laying in the bed. It was on Saturday. And uh, we don't have too many days where we just rest and do nothing. And all of a sudden, uh, we hear something run up the stairs. And I said, did you hear that? And she said, yeah, I heard that. And um, so I got a couple weapons at the house. And, and so I grabbed, don't ask me what, I grabbed one of them. And I said, okay, we're going to take care of this right now. Something's going to die. I may go to prison. You know, no self-defense law in New Jersey. Dumb. But I was like, <laughs> and so I went out. And, and no, there was nothing there. How I many know that was an evil spirit? And I got the song. I got a song. I wrote a song. Jesus is, a, uh, Jesus is um, the devil is defeated, and Jesus is Lord. And I started singing it. I said, the devil is defeated, and Jesus is Lord. I said, we plead the blood of Jesus over our house, and no evil spirits will get back in this house in Jesus' name. Evil spirits will get into your house. They will get into your car. And so there, I'm not talking about every time your car breaks down, it's a devil, right? <laughs> Some people find devils behind every bush. Everything that moves, that's the devil. <laughs> but I'm telling you, these things are real. We cannot, uh, we cannot forsake the unseen world. These moving things, sometimes when you sense things. And sometimes, you ever notice that when a person has cancer or something, and they go for surgery and they take the cancer out, and it comes back? And then take it out and it comes back? That's something spiritual. It's not just natural. Some of these things you can't just resolve medically. You have to actually drive the devil out of the body. It's called a spirit of infirmity. 
Now, sometimes people want to go, let, take authority over spirit of infirmity every single time. And sometimes it's not necessary. But sometimes when God reveals, hey, there's an evil spirit at work. So deal with it. Finances. There's a spirit that will suppress your finances. You get a promotion, it seems like, oh, I mean, you, you're giving and you're doing what you need to do. You're faithful over your money, and it seems like you can never get above water. Sometimes it's the evil spirit trying to rob you and, and cause things to break at your house, cause bills to come up. Low bills you, you had when you were a teenager pops up. I had that happen to me. I'm like, wait a minute, I was a teenager. You remember that book club you was part of? <laughs> we, we, we accumulated these fees all these years. <laughs> and we want our money. I'm like, wait a minute, that's an extra $50. <laughs> it was like one cent, a, a half a cent a day. <laughs> um, so we got to be careful. We got to know when to take authority over the devil. All right, I'm almost finished. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. So give no, everybody say, give no place to the devil. We got to make sure we guard our homes, our hearts. Sometimes an um, a evil spirit will, will move like, can, now as a Christian, you cannot be possessed by devils, a devil, right? As a Christian, you cannot be possessed by the devil, but you can be oppressed. If you're saved, you are saved from possession. But evil spirits can come inside of your soulless realm, inside of your mind. So we got to be careful of not allowing evil spirits into our hearts and into our lives. Pastor Dwayne, have you ever had a demon in your soul? Absolutely. There was a woman of God, I'll never forget this. I was a teenager, and she laid hands on me. And, and I, I'm not one to always fall out or whatever. I, I've seen people do courtesy drops. That's what that is, CDs. And so um, they just fall every time somebody touches them. Oh, 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 and nothing happens, right? I'm not about no results, right? Um, and so, as a teenager, I'm come up. This lady, she, she prayed, and she laid hands on me, and I, I fell out. And the Lord spoke to my heart. He says, let me minister to you. And all of a sudden, I felt these hands, and like my waist. My waist was much smaller at the time. <laughs> and and he, the, the hands start coming towards each other and squeezing whatever was inside of me, spiritually speaking, in my soul realm, out, and my mouth popped open, and I screamed at the top of my lungs for a good five minutes. What was that, Pastor Dwayne? Were you demon-possessed? No, I was demon-oppressed, but that evil spirit was coming out of me. The Lord, by his hand, it's called the hand of the Lord. The hand of the Lord was delivering me from an evil spirit that I had picked up along the way. Had some great crazy things happen to me. I've seen some crazy things as a, as a kid. Experience. I've been around um, people high and drunk and, 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 and fear and different things I borrowed from other people and things I've seen my grandmother go through and, and, and uncles and aunts and, 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 and horrible things. And those things enter into me at a young age. And I, I, I was oppressed by a demon and that demon came out that night. And I'm telling you, the deliverance is needed when it's needed, right? Now, that doesn't mean, like, oh, I got a demon. Break this curse over me. No, it's not always like that. Sometimes you just need to stop doing what you're doing. <laughs> I, got a, I got a demon of lust. Well, stop looking at him. Like, start thinking about Jesus. Like, make yourself think about Jesus. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, my last passage. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And let's look at verse um, 3. 
and even if our gospel is veiled or hidden, it is hidden from those who are perishing or veiled from those who are perishing. In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ. There is, um, the, Satan is considered the God of this world. Satan is the little G. So when I say God is not in control, I'm simply saying that Satan is running this world. The whole, you, let's go back to my last scripture, 1 John chapter 5, the scripture we started with. 1 John chapter 5, verse 19. Let's look at this. We know that we are from God, and the whole world lies in the power of the what? The evil one. So the whole world is under the influence of Satan. When you leave here today, I want you to look at people and see the influence of Satan in their lives. And when you go to jo your job, go to school, look at the influence of Satan in the lives of people. You can see Satan at work. What causes a person to cuss all the time? Use profanity, that which is not godly, that which does not bless God. How can, you know, if, if you find yourself a cuss word comes out, Check it. What, what, what influence are you under? There's a good book by C.S. Lewis called The Screwtape Letters. Shows you the operations of Satan. There's another book um, called, um, 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 oh, I'll get back to it. There's another book uh, uh, that it was like a novel, um, a fiction, but it was showing the um, operations of Satan. Um, and I'll get that to you. But I'm telling you, understand that there are things that are at work that you don't see. At school, at work, and even on the national level. Have you noticed that there are certain things against certain cultural groups, right? That is, it, it, it targets different things. Um, whether it be pornography, whether it be um, uh, molestation, whether it be uh, murder, or let's get the man out of this place, out of this, the household. There's certain things that target certain um, racial groups, right? Um, there are certain targets that is on families, and, and you see a family struggling with the same things, same addictions, again and again and again and again and again. Uh, so you have to be wise as a serpent, harmless as a dove, and be able to know what, where the enemy is at work. And if you find, a, you find yourself where the enemy is in your house, your job, as parents, as husbands, as wives, as single people, how to get the devil out, how to drive him out. Now, Shuma Shama all day is not going to get him out. There are some actions that you got to do. Binding and loosening all day is not going to get I come against the principality of this house. And, you, you know, um, there are people who go and they, they want to bind the principality over a, 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 a regent. Foolishness. You want to change a region? Preach the gospel. Live the gospel. You want to do some real damage to the kingdom of darkness? Go win somebody to Jesus. And you just destroy it. You don't have to buy nothing. Just go in and just, let me talk to you about Jesus. There are times where I've witnessed a person, an individual, and a demon was manifested in them as I was witnessing to them. They got up and went in the back and threw up. Because the demon was, I mean, just the gospel itself. The gospel is enough. The power of God is enough to set people free. And if you're struggling with things and you don't seem to get victory over, it may, it may not be a demon. But some, some churches, they go to the extreme. Everything is a demon. They got to have deliverance. I've been in a deliverance church, and everything, every night, every Sunday night, there was deliverance. And, and the same people came up to the same issue every single night. 
There's no deliverance. I've seen manifestations of people yelling and screaming at the top of their lung, and yet no deliverance. There was a man, he was, um, the, Lord, he had delivered, the Lord had delivered him from drug issue, um, um, these prescribed prescription drugs, and he came and he felt, he sensed that there was a lot of that going on in the church, and he took a bottle of the prescription drugs and threw it down the middle aisle and said, be set free, and all these people started screaming at the top of their lungs, and they got set free. We're after the real power of God, amen? amen. Not just... So these are things in which you can live out the kingdom and really prepare your heart to come against the things of Satan. You're ready for this. Number one, you need to stay in the word. The word will keep you in the time of temptation. The devil, the devil was defeated through Jesus using the word in Matthew 4. So stay in the word. You got to get the word in you. If you got to go to bed listening to scriptures, do so. Are you with me? Sometimes we, we are lazy people by, by nature, right? We just, we just oh, you know, uh, I just want to entertain. Get that word in you because you're going to need it one day. Stay in the word. Go to bed listening to scriptures, someone reading the scriptures, or you reading the scriptures to yourself. Saturate your mind with the word. Two, stay in prayer. Constantly be in a, a mode of prayer. Smith Wigglesworth said, I never prayed more than 15 minutes. I never went without 15 minutes without praying. So it doesn't have to be eight hours here, eight hours there. It's just standing, having a lifestyle of prayer, constantly in communication with God the Father and Son and the Holy Spirit. This is the next one. Live, live a clean life. What do you mean? You know what I mean. Sexually, um, 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 any other kind of way, live, live, a, live a clean life. You don't want the enemy to have something on you. The Bible says that Jesus says, um, the God of this world, the ruler of this world, he comes and he finds nothing in me. He has no claims on me. Unfortunately, some believers have um, given, given Satan something to use. Does Satan have something to use in your life? Does he have an interest way? There's sometimes, I'm going to say this, and this is, you're going to think it's far-fetched, but some things, some pictures you might have on your wall may be um, attracting demons. Some statues and, 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 and certain things that you may have, somebody give you something. Yes. Be careful of that. I'm not talking about any, I, I, again, I am from down south and they do roots and those things are real, real, right? Um, my, my biological father was under the influence of some roots from my stepmother. But thank God he got saved a month before he, got, he died, got killed because of that woman. <laughs> thank God he got, he got, he got saved. But I'm telling you, th those things are, 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 are real. You know, sometimes we, you know, um, we, we, play, we think light of that stuff. And um, sometimes I, I, my stepfather, um, his ex-wife was involved in um, witchcraft and, and burning candles and, and taking hair and all this other stuff. That stuff is, I'm telling you, that stuff does have some power. It's like uh, Moses appearing before Pharaoh and he threw down his rod, right? And what happened? That rod turned into what? Okay, then what about Pharaoh's magicians? Magicians, what happened to them? They did the same thing. But, but um, Moses' serpent ate the, um, the serpents of the, the magicians. So God's power is greater. Satan has some power, but God has all power. So you got to live a clean life. Um, your attitude, unforgiveness is a, is a real key of Satan getting in. When you don't forgive, he, can, he has something on you. Um, 
um, having wrong attitudes can, can also invite Satan into your life. So those, these are different things. Not having a teachable heart. Pride is a big one in which Satan uses to get a hold of people. Being very prideful. And the last, you got to resist the devil. God is not going to resist the devil for you. You got to resist the devil. Right? So submit yourself to God and resist the devil. He will flee. Every eye close, every head bow. If you're here and you don't know Jesus and the pardon of your sins and you say, Pastor Dwayne, I want to receive Christ as my Savior. I don't know him as my Savior, my Lord and Savior. I want to receive him. Is there one? I want you to be bold and brave enough to raise your hand. That's me. I want to receive Jesus as my Savior, as my Lord. Is there one? God bless you. Is there another one? God bless you. Is there another one? Is there another one? Right. And um, for those who did raise your hand, I want to take you one step further. I want you to be bold enough to come down and let me pray with you to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Y'all give it up for your brothers. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Let's, let's pray. Join me with this prayer for our brothers, and we're going to pray this prayer. There's no magic in the prayer, but only faith in God, and just mean it with all your heart, okay? So close your eyes and pray this prayer. Say, Father God, I come to you in Jesus' name. I confess that I'm a sinner, and I need the Savior. I believe in my heart that God has raised Christ from the dead and that Jesus is Lord. I receive Jesus as my Savior and as my Lord. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Y'all welcome. Y'all give it up. Give it up. Give it up for our brothers in Christ. Amen. 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 Somebody, Minister Allen, y'all get, get their information. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Y'all give God some praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. It is, it, I'm telling you, it's worth people coming to Christ. Amen? That, that one decision frees you up from the kingdom of darkness. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. What is our confession? We believe that we're a soul-winning church, right? Amen. People come to our church and chains are broken over their lives. Thank you, Lord. And if you're here and you say, Pastor Dwayne, I'm not filled with the Holy Spirit. I would like to receive my prayer language, and I want to speak in other tongues. If you cannot speak in other tongues, I want to encourage you to do so. Uh, there's um, a, a power that's released when you receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Every eye closed, every head bow. I want you to be bold enough to raise your hand and say, I want to receive this baptism in the Holy Spirit, and I want to speak in other tongues. Is there one here? Is there one here who want to receive their prayer language? Their prayer language. Is there one? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. If you say, Pastor Dwayne, I am struggling with some areas in my life, and I want to be set free, I want you to come up here. There's some areas in your life that you want to be set free. I want you to come up. I want you to come up. Thank you, Lord. To get filled? Amen. Amen. 
Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. What's up, man? So, Minister Cleve, come over here. He's he going to pray for y'all to for him to receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Is it, if there's one here who want to be set free, you, you, there's some areas in your life that you need to be set free. I want you to be bold enough to come up here. And, um, let me pray for you. Is there one? Is there one? You want to be set free. You want to be delivered. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That concludes this week's message, and thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 519, Rancocas, New Jersey, 08073. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, contact us via email at partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to His Word. God bless you.